Hello everyone, this is uh, Daryl Missy. I am the Director of Children's Division. Welcome to, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, this, uh, this week, uh, we are uh, speaking with uh, Robert Nodell and, and Patrick Lubering. Uh, Robert, of course, is the Director of the Department of Social Services, and uh, Pat Lubering is the Director of the Division of Finance and Administrative Services. So if you hear somebody say DFAS, uh, that is what that means, uh, as we're becoming more fluent with our acronyms. DFAS is, is that. Uh, the uh, Robert is the boss of both me and Pat, uh, so that that's how it works. The department is the big uh, umbrella, and the divisions operate under it. Uh, and and Pat's division assists us in in the work that we do. Also in the room uh, with us, of course, is uh, Ashton Kiever, who I call our producer. So if, her, if a strange voice appears and you don't recognize it, it's her. We also have uh, Deputy Director Tiffany Moore with us. So that's uh, that's what we have today. So I want to welcome you all here. Uh, express my appreciation to all of you. The, the conversation today uh, will be uh, somewhat with regard to the budget process and what we're going through right now. But before we do that, I think given, the, given our folks an idea of, of who you folks are and how you got here might be a good thing. So, uh, Robert, you're, the, you're the, the director of the department. Why don't you tell us uh, sort of what that means and how you came to do it? Well, Daryl, it's a pleasure to be with uh, with you and Pat and the the team today. I know uh, Tiffany uh, is here from Children's Division, and we have Ashton and uh, and Bailey with Communications here. So we're just happy to uh, get the opportunity to to share with you a little bit. You know, I've had the privilege of uh, of being the director here at the department. I was appointed. Uh, Acting director in uh, no, in October of 2021. So uh, I've been here a year and and just a few months uh, past that here at the department. Uh, previous to that, uh, served as uh, deputy chief of staff in the in the governor's office, and you know at that time had the privilege of really working uh, extensively uh, with the leadership here at the department. Uh, Really zeroed in on uh, healthcare and uh, education issues, uh, issues involving children, uh, primarily uh, on behalf of the administration. Not only working with this department, but also uh, Department of Health and Senior Services, as well as uh, both uh, Department of Elementary and Secondary Education and Department of Higher Education uh, as sort of their liaison or conduit uh, to. The governor's office, and uh, and I was had the privilege of of working with those directors, and uh, you know the the governor was was very well aware that I'm passionate about these issues. I'm passionate about uh, fighting poverty, uh, and have spent a great deal uh, of time, you know, researching and and working on policies, working with our stakeholders, partners, and in, in the general assembly, uh, etc., and really uh, embraced uh, the opportunity to come over here to. Uh, the department to lead and uh, and to have the opportunity to uh, leverage the uh, the relationships that I've built uh, across the state, uh, as well as here in Jeff City with uh, members of the General Assembly, uh, policymakers, uh, in addition to the governor's administration, to put those relationships to work uh, for the benefit of this department. You know, our over 5,600 hardworking employees and the over two million Missourians that we serve every day. So I get up every morning looking forward to that. Uh, grew up, my mother was a district supervisor uh, in the vocational rehabilitation uh, over in the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. I know a lot of our rehab services for the blind colleagues work very closely 
uh, with uh, with vocational rehab. So, you know, I grew up in a family of uh, public servants. Like I said, my mother was a longtime state employee. She retired from the state. And, uh, you know, I grew up getting to tag along in the summertime to her office when they would have cupcakes or a birthday party for someone, uh, you know, and, and got to know uh, her colleagues very well. Uh, got to understand what a good budget year means, what a bad budget year means. Got to understand the frustration when those uh, edicts or uh, or uh, policy memos come uh, down from the mountain in, in Jeff City, and and sometimes we don't always do a good job explaining why. Uh, so really understand the frustrations, uh, you know, as well as uh, the joys that come from public service, and uh, really value uh, state employees and what they contribute, uh, you know, not only to state government but to all of the citizens that we serve here in the state. So, you know, my passion is fighting uh, on behalf of our employees for more resources, for better pay, uh, better benefits, and more opportunities for leadership development and and, uh, personal growth uh, throughout a career with the state of Missouri. So it sounds like your your heart, uh, where your uh, passions lied, drove you toward toward this work. It it seems like it, it was just perfect match for you. Yes, sir. I mean, I think uh, I, I think uh, we're in the right place at the right time. I, I think we have, you know, a tremendous opportunity to invest in this department. Uh, you know, if you listen to, uh, you know, what my priorities have been since they've been here, they've been investing in our employees. Uh, it's been investing in our systems, investing in our, our technology, you know, and trying to make this, you know, a more competitive uh, employer. And, uh, and to provide better service uh, for the two, two million uh, Missourians that we serve in one way or another as a department, you know, every single day. It is, you know, we're all proud of the work that we do, you know, but sometimes when we struggle, uh, we're not always proud of the way we do it. So, you know, it's important to me to, to get that piece of the puzzle right as well. And uh, a, a great partner uh, that you have had and that I have had in, in doing this work uh, has been uh, Patrick Lubering because he's the guy. He's the guy with the numbers, right? He's the department at the Division of Finance. Pat, Pat understands uh, the budget for this department and understands the state budget process as well as anybody that I've ever had the privilege of of working with. And uh, you know, when you look at, at at the complicated nature, you know, of what is now you know a sixteen billion dollar budget or or roughly thereabout. Uh, for the department, and that's federal dollars, uh, that's state dollars, that's other funds, uh, you know, that, that must maintain, you know, match rates, maintenance of effort. You know, we are, we are audited virtually 12 months of the year, um, you know, with a lot of scrutiny. There's a lot of federal red tape. There's a lot of state red tape you know, that goes on, you know, with administering our programs. But Pat and his team do a great job uh, keeping that uh, keeping that sorted out, making sure that, you know, our programs all have, you know, financial integrity and that, and that are run the right way and that the dollars get where they need to go, which is to help those uh, most vulnerable Missourians that we serve as a department. He and his team do a great job. I, 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 I couldn't add to that other than to say they're also they're also problem solvers. You know, yes. they, they come up with solutions to, to difficulties. Pat and a dry erase board and a and a marker can really solve some things. He can say, Well, what if you did this? And starts writing. So Pat, thank you for what you do for us uh, and, and for the entire department. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? 
thank you for having me here today, and I appreciate the kind words, but uh, a lot of that is my team that puts in a lot of hours uh, doing a lot of hard work, you know. Um, I, I think one of the things that we've always, we have a lot of staff that realize is we are here to support the program divisions in what we do. So I'll kind of give you a little bit of some of my background. I took a little bit different uh, path than Robert did. I started with the Department of Social Services back in 1996 as a budget analyst. One, I wanted to get a degree where I could work with numbers and do finance. Um, originally started out as a stepping stone because I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll do this for a couple of years, get some experience and move on. Uh, but the department really grew on me. So over the years, I started out in what was then budget and finance and got the opportunity to work for uh, the family support division and children's division and supporting them and the work that they do every day that's very important. And you see the importance of the work and you kind of see how you what you do to support the program divisions like children's division, the workers out there. Um, how important that work is. So it, it kind of stuck on me. So now I've been here over 26 years. Um, and, and the fun thing about this department is you, even though you've been here 26 years, even though you think you got a lot of it figured out, there is something new and different that happens every day. So, you know, it, it does make the job uh, a lot more fun. Um, to always be challenged and always have the different opportunities uh, to make a difference. Well, the other way that you do that, Pat, is you're a good teacher. Uh, because you know, we had this, Tiffany and I, Tiffany's nodding her head over there, we have this, this very thick budget book you know, mm -hmm. with, with, with $600 million reflected in it and hundreds of pages and every, every line, every, every, uh, every acronym, everything in there, you know, pretty much know Pat knows it, he's been over it, he's lived in it, and mm -hmm. it's just a, you're a huge asset to us in, in that. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and, and like I said, it's a few years of experience, but also a great team. You know, I've got a lot of great team members. Uh, Courtney Stalter does a wonderful job with the budget and getting me prepped. And so there's a lot of work that goes in behind it that staff upstairs put in. And, and we meet, obviously, with you guys in the program divisions to make sure as we go throughout the process, we are getting the right information to the right people, the decision makers at the right time to help support your guys' budget. So so some of our folks were watching uh, the the House Appropriations hearing where I testified and you mm -hmm. testified and Robert testified. And by the way, everybody uh, just really appreciates uh, you guys and how how uh, supportive and, and uh, clear you were with regard to what the vision was and, and, and where we're going. Why don't you explain for us, Pat, what was going on over there? What was that? that was happening then and how did we get there and so what that is is and you're going to have these throughout the process uh though that was a hearing uh for the uh, subcommittee on appropriations to go through and learn our budget and and us gives us a, the opportunity to uh sell our budget to them and and make sure they know what is important to uh the division and what we're what resources we need to uh fulfill our mission. Um, so to give you kind of a background, that's probably the third or fourth step into the process. Uh, overall, the, the budget process starts every year in June. You, you know, our, our state fiscal year runs from July 1st through June 30th. Um, so our budget process uh, starts in June every year for the 
following July. So we start over a year ahead of time and we meet with Robert and we meet with the, the children's division and program staff and leadership to say, you know, what what is the vision? What do, what do we need to have in the budget? What What is needed to support uh, the workers out there who are working day in, day out to make a difference. So a lot of those meetings. Um, so, and we put together our budget request. Uh, the department, but department's budget request goes in October one. Uh, then that goes to the governor's office, and the then the governor will make his recommendation for the budget. Um, usually that comes out in January, and he'll make a red recommendation to general assembly, who does have power of the purse. So. We can't spend a single dime unless the General Assembly approves it, and ultimately the governor approves it at the end of the day. And so the governor will submit a budget request or to the General Assembly, and they will go through different committees, different groups will go through the entire budget start to finish. Um, the, the, after the governor's office, it goes to the House of Representatives. Uh, that's where we were at the other day, it was, was in the hearing. Um, and we were trying to help educate uh, members. It gives them a chance to ask questions, to get a better understanding of what we're requesting and, and what our vision is. Um, the House here, hopefully over the next month, will come up with a recommendation. Then it goes to the Senate. They'll make a recommendation. And ultimately, uh, the recommendations will get reconciled for the entire General Assembly. They'll vote a budget out and ultimately go to the governor's office to sign. Okay. And so we'll have another hearing like the one we had, but it will be in front of the Senate, right? Yeah, and yeah, so we'll hope probably here in a couple of weeks we'll have another one in front of the Senate. And we might have more uh, hearings in front of the House. Uh, this was more of an informational meeting or hearing at the House. The next one hopefully will be where they mark up and approve our budget and they kind of put their stamp of approval on everything we're asking. Okay. And how did you how do you think it's going? Uh, we got the governor the governor recommended an increase for us mm -hmm. and recommended more full-time employees for us, right? right? And uh, and and we we got to go public with that really for the first time at that hearing. How do you feel it's going? I, I think it was very well received. I think a lot of people were really interested in what the children's division was requesting. I think there's a lot of support out there for that. I think for several years now, they've been asking us, you know, what do we need? What do we need? And I think we finally put forward a package, really, that is the start of what we need. So the additional staff, the additional contracting resources, additional funding for pay. Um, those are all top priorities for our staff in the field. And I think the legislature not only is hearing that from us, but they're hearing that from around the state on what the resources needed. And so that's important that they hear that message from multiple different avenues. It's not just uh, you know us bureaucrats saying, here's what we need. I think they're hearing it from a lot of different entities and, and, and it's really hitting home with them. And Robert, you started, you kicked that off for us in, in a terrific fashion. Everybody watched it said so. They said, wow, what an introduction. What a, what, what a, what a preparation for that conversation that day. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I thank you for that. How did, how, you were there all day long. How do you feel it went and where do you think we go from here? You know, I think, you know, our plan, especially for, you know, children's division, uh, reconstruction and reform has been very well received. Uh, it's been very well received, you know, by members of the General Assembly. Just to go back a little bit, you know, with the timeline, you know, I came to the department in uh, October of, of, uh, of 21, as I said, and, uh, and Daryl uh, came on board as director of children's division in uh, at the beginning of January of 22. So uh, 
just a little over a year ago. I think he celebrated uh, celebrated a year here at the department just just last week or the week before, uh, I believe. So you know, certainly uh, we took that time uh, up until this year to uh, you know for him to have the opportunity to travel to see many of you, uh, really to visit offices and CD personnel in every corner of the state and with, uh, with team members, with Tiffany, with, with Angie, uh, you know, with uh, the other regional leaders as well as, as the team, you know, at central office here in Jeff City, they came up with this plan that we were able to present uh, uh, to the governor. They embraced it. And I think it's being very well received, not only by, you know, the members of the General Assembly that will ultimately vote uh, uh, what we hope to approve uh, the, this budget and, and, and the plans that we have within it, but uh, also with other stakeholders and uh, those across the state of Missouri that care about the, uh, the children uh, that the division serves. When it comes to budgets, and, you know, Pat uh, painted a very vivid picture of how that process works. You know, I believe that a budget, whether it's uh, your personal budget whether uh, whether it's your business, uh, certainly governments, you know, a budget to me, you know, is the most clear statement of priorities and tells me what's important. You know, your, your, the way you handle your personal finances and, you know, the things that you choose to spend your, uh, you know, your limited resources on tell me what's important to you. A business will, will, will spend dollars on, you know, initiatives and, and products that, uh, that they think are important to market for that business. And governments, you know, you, t you show me a budget, I will tell you what's important to a government and its leaders. And I am so very happy uh, to see, uh, you know, this administration and this year's budget investing so much in children. Obviously, chiefly and close to home here with Children's Division, but you know there are other proposals in the budget as it relates to child care, uh, as it relates to fully funding uh, K-12 education, early childhood education, uh, scholarships for uh, colleges. But you know this state uh, uh, has underinvested, I believe, in our children and our future for a long time, and uh, I'm just so very happy to see those investments. Uh, really starting to, to increase. I think it will make a difference uh, for our state for generations to come. And just thankful uh, that, that we're at the tip of that spear, you know, here at DSS and, and Children's Division uh, which, with uh, a plan that I think will, will create brighter tomorrows for so many of our kids. Well, in budgets, it sounds, it sounds so dry and, and, and boring, but like you say, it, it's attached to what our values are. It's like where you're where your uh, where your treasure is, there your heart is also, right? Where the heart Absolutely. is, that's where your treasure goes. And uh, I think that I think that that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing a clear uh, decision about priorities uh, in these conversations about what are we uh, what are we about, and are we about taking care of the least of these in our state? Are we about lifting people up? Are we about helping people through? And I, I think uh, you know the governor's support of this plan I think communicates all of that, and it's very promising. I think. You know, we're not, uh, we're not the federal government. Uh, you know, I've asked Pat many times if, uh, if we have a printing press around here, uh, life would be a lot easier if we could just print a few more dollars and, uh, you know, and spend uh, exactly what we want to. But, you know, we're dealing with uh, finite resources. We're required as a state to, to balance our budget every year. We cannot spend, you know, more dollars than, uh, you know, than we bring in. 
You know, so it is, uh, in many cases, a zero-sum game. And, uh, you know, our priorities, the things that are important to this department, uh, sometimes in the budgeting process, uh, you know, are competing with with other priorities. And I always say that, you know, everything that state government does, whether that's paving highways, building bridges, you know, making sure that uh, that the environment is, is safe and sustainable, uh, taking care of uh, communities and events of natural disasters, uh, public safety, education, on and on. You know, everything that, that our state government does is important, but, uh, you know, you should be very thankful, and I'm certainly very thankful. All of us here at D- DSS ought to be thankful that we have uh, people like Pat and, uh, and Daryl that advocate uh, alongside our team here at the department director's office, uh, you know, for our priorities, because we are in some ways, you know, competing against other worthy initiatives. But, uh, but you know, we have been successful in, uh, in really rallying support. And I think we have an opportunity, you know, not only to invest in our employees with the uh, recommended pay increases uh, on top of what we've already been able to do, but also really in, invest in our kids. And that's why I'm excited about Daryl's plan. So I've been telling our folks that they're the best ambassadors in the world uh, to our communities and our people. What do you, what do you think folks could do to help us along as we as we go forward and uh, and make these proposed changes and reforms as we go down this road? How what what can our folks do or what can they look for? You know the the thing I would encourage all of our team members and especially you know within Children's Division is you know really. Uh, you know, trying to, to integrate, you know, the work that we do, you know, into the fiber of our communities. Because, you know, when it comes to child welfare in the state of Missouri, Children's Division alone will not, will not be able to solve that problem and every challenge that exists. We're not going to be able to do that by ourselves. I mean, we need our partners. We need our partners in the public schools. We need our partners you know, whether it's in law enforcement, uh, in the court system, in the business community, the private sector, the nonprofit organizations that we partnership, we partner with. And I really encourage, uh, you know, our, our team members throughout the state of Missouri to really deepen those relationships uh, within your communities and let's work together. You know, let's, let's tell the story of what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish, the good work that we do, because if we're situated in a, in a silo of our own, you know, contained within one office building, you know, on the edge of a small community uh, somewhere in the state of Missouri, you know, within those four walls, you know, it will be very limited what we can do. But when we open our doors and, you know, we work together arm in arm with other uh, forces for good uh, in the communities across the state of Missouri, you know, it'll simply be a, a force multiplier and we'll be much more successful. It's one of the things I've heard you say that has gravitated with me that I've, I've actually sent it out. I've actually quoted you to everybody is that uh, none of us can whistle a symphony alone. And uh, I think that's I, I think that's the spirit of what you just said to us is partner with folks and be be good community members and be out there communicating and uh, supporting and uh, working together. Absolutely. And we'll get, you know, we'll find, you know, more, more support. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll not only build relationships, but we'll also build support for the good work that uh, our, our, our team's trying to accomplish. Pat, do you have anything else to add? No, I think uh, Robert uh, nailed it perfectly. It's, it's communicating to a lot of the providers, to a lot of the stakeholders, to the people we deal with day in and out. 
day in and day out. And, and I would, you know, also ask them, you know, share with them what their needs are, share them with the resources, but also share with them some of the good stories about successes we've had and why it's important uh, to invest in these uh, divisions and invest in our staff out there, you know, share with them some, some wins, some success stories, you know, where we were able to make a big difference in a child's life. And I think that's really impactful to people is if they can see that their money is being used for a really good purpose. And I think that's very impactful, but also like uh, Robert said, communicating with those providers with the courts because um, that, that amplifies our message, right? So if it's not just a children's division saying that, if it's court officers saying it, if it's our providers out there are saying it, if it's the, the local law enforcement or, or the local um, uh, county offices um, saying it, I, I think that helps. Sure. Tiffany, do you have anything to add or any other questions? Yeah, so I've just been listening in and I you know, can say I've had an opportunity to talk with team members, a few team members since we had the hearing. And I feel like the message that people are getting out there is we have a lot of support and people appreciate all the work and the efforts that are going into making sure that we are able to really serve families and that we have the prevention services that they need so that they aren't in our system any longer than they need to be or that they never enter our actual system. So it's, it's just an honor to have the opportunity to work alongside people who really understand that and are out there supporting our team members because they feel it, they, they really feel the efforts um, and I think this is the first time in a while that I've seen people walk away from a hearing where they felt like this is a this is a really positive energy, a lot of positive energy around what we need to do to support families. So I'm just I'm, I'm happy to be part of this. And, you know, and I look forward to, to the months ahead. You know, Tiffany, you raise a great point, you know, and, and there there are so many synergies, uh, you know, throughout the entire department. And, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, the plan and investing in prevention, you know, so that, uh, you know, so that our, our services, are, you know, are, are not needed for the duration of time and, and that, uh, you know, individuals can, you know, can return to what is a healthy and safe life out there, you know, and, and my mind goes, you know, to our, our Medicaid uh, transformation effort that our, that our partners and colleagues in the Mo Health Net division have been, you know, undertaking for the last two or three years. And, you know, if you want to sum the, the, the Medicaid uh, transformation into to just a really short explanation, it is, you know, we want to stop paying for people to be sick. Um, you know, we want a system that pays for people to be well. And to provide, uh, you know, provide the support, provide, you know, the kind of health care coverage so that people are not, you know, sick. And, and, and you know, I, I see a synergy, you know, with the prevention uh, program that, uh, that you and Daryl are, uh, you know, are, are presenting to the General Assembly right now that, you know, we're not, we're not just here, you know, to accept, to, to receive bad outcomes and to address them. You know, we want to prevent those bad outcomes. And, you know, I think that, you know, plus, you know, the, the focus on outcomes that we see throughout the department, you know, our, our programs that, uh, that we administer for the people of Missouri are not just simply, you know, a, a form of assistance. It is, it is uh, 
you know, a pathway to, uh, to greater uh, sustainability and success, you know, for individuals, for, for every citizen, obviously for the children that uh, interact with the children's division, but, you know, for families, for, for adults, for senior citizens that we serve here uh, at the department in a number of different ways. And so, you know, that synergy is just really exciting to me and uh, to have, uh, you know, children's division uh, really pointed in what I consider a very positive direction with the support that, uh, that you alluded to that we, that we see and feel out there. Well, and that's the feedback I've been getting is that people are, are, are pleased with the direction, that, that we're pointing in a direction that is, that is proactive, in a direction that is preventative, that a direction is helping, uh, and that's and that's uh, and, you know like they say, a, a an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, uh, and so absolutely uh, our our cure has has not been all that effective. Uh, if our prevention can be, we won't need as much cure, and and it can be more effective. And and uh, I I think the other thing is too is people like you said synergies. People are people are coming together with that, and there are other things happening. Uh, the, the, our, our efforts to, to create a continuum of care for kids with mental health folks. Uh, that's, that's a big movement that's uh, undergoing. We had a meeting on Friday with court partners about working together, trying to come up with solutions for kids that we can't find, for whom we cannot find placements. Uh, that's a synergy. I think, I think things are coming together. It's very exciting. And uh, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate everybody's part in uh, making all that happen. It's, it seems to be all coming together. Ashton Bailey, you have anything else to add to this? No, I don't. Um, I think that the big message really that I hear um, both from the people in this room, but also just as like a resounding response to stuff from the newsletter or whatever from CD is that there's hope. And I've heard you say it several times, Daryl, like the future is bright. And I think that that is really like I don't know, the banner that we're waving right now to all of Missouri is that the future is bright. We believe in it, so you should believe in us. Well, and part of the reason I think that the future is bright is because I, I've been all over this state, and I've met our people, and I believe in them. I mean, if, if, if they were not top-notch, if they did not care with all their heart, they would not have been there through those tough times, and they were. And so I think that, that when we give them what they need to bring on the colleagues that they need, uh, I think we're going to rock. Absolutely. I think it's going to be really great, uh, and I'm just grateful that we've been equipped to, to 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 go and do that. I believe I believe that the legislature is going to help us, and I'm uh, I'm hopeful that we're, we're we're looking at a new day. So it, it's a great thing. It would not. And I tell people this all the time. It would not be happening without my boss to the right here, or without my colleague to the left here. These guys make this thing happen in a way that, that has never been done before. And I just feel, I feel just honored to be part of that team and to be moving this thing forward. So it's very exciting. And uh, I just want to thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for being here today. Bailey, you're sure you don't want to say anything? I think you, I think Ashton hit on it. Sure. Right. Future's bright. We've been saying that upstairs a lot lately. So, mm-hmm. well, Thank you, Daryl, for the opportunity to, uh, to get to share with your team members uh, uh, here, I hope uh, I hope everyone is doing well and uh, and certainly uh, staying safe uh, throughout this winter. You know, we know we have hazardous travel and uh, you know lots of challenges with cold weather this time of year. But uh, I, I hope everyone is uh, is staying safe, doing well. Look forward to continuing to have the opportunity to uh, to meet many of you in the future. 
Well, thank you very much. We want to thank you all for listening in. Uh, we've enjoyed we've enjoyed doing this uh, a whole lot, and uh, be listening for next time. There's more good things to come. Thank you all. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Listen to more episodes of this podcast or our newest podcast, The Call to Foxer, on YouTube and soon on a podcast app near you. Thanks for listening.